with the uh, election right around the corner because it is right around the corner. Sure, absolutely. It's going to start to get really good when the debates happen between uh, Hillary and and Donald Trump. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. This next guest would have been great to be in the mix somehow. This is uh, Governor Jesse Ventura who has joined us several times on the show before. Uh, Other than Ted Nugent, he is the only, he is probably the most polarizing in the in social media, they they speak wanna, their mind. They love him or they hate him, yeah. and uh, I think he is fueled by that. Right. Uh, I I am a big fan of Jesse's back from the uh, from the wrestling days. Mm-hmm. Uh, I enjoy watching him on television, and I think he predator. He's got to be at this point looking at this election with Trump going as far as he went, saying, oh, maybe I should have done that because nobody thought he was going to win." To be the governor. Right. Well, he did. He thought he'd win. But he truly was uh, a man of the people because they voted for him when they wanted a Mm non-politician, which is what is happening with Trump. I don't think a lot of people that are voting for Trump think Trump's the greatest person in the world, but they believe that uh, it's time for a non-politician. Something different. Yeah. So uh, it is very possible that he could have thrown his hat in the ring and uh, come out, although he has really... He's talked about, uh, or at least Dennis uh, Hoff has told us he's been all the way to the Bunny Ranch, and he's got a questionable path. I don't know how far they let that go, but anyway, he'd be he'd be somebody who I think at this day and age the people would rally behind, right? And he's a guy who has uh, experience, and he did well for the great state of Minnesota. Had had uh, Trump picked him to be as vice president, you think it would have been better or worse? Worse, worse. <laughs> Trump, Trump needed somebody who is. Even Penn said that the other night at the, the convention. He's the opposite of Trump as far as demeanor, and uh-huh. uh, but you know, you needed Trump needed somebody like that to balance him out. When Jesse talked about running, he said um, that he was going to run, and Howard Stern might be his vice president. You know, people don't take that seriously, right? Right. When you, if he would have come out and said, "I'm going to run." And uh, governor, I mean, uh, uh, lieutenant colonel, whatever, is going to be running. People take that seriously. So uh, Jesse Ventura uh, has a new book out. It's called, I can't even read the title. It's called uh, The S Word. Crap politicians say the funniest, dumbest, most outrageous things ever uttered by our leaders. And uh, he joins us now on the show. Let's go to the hotline and welcome back to this program. This is the governor, Jesse Ventura. Governor, how are you, sir? Hi, Mike. How are you this morning? Pleasure to uh, speak with you again. And let me ask you, we were just discussing this. At this point, uh, with Donald Trump receiving the uh, the nod for the nomination, are, are you are you uh, kicking yourself in the ass at all? Because this would have been a perfect time for you to get back into the political game. Oh, I know it would have. And, and no, and I gave it very, very serious consideration. Uh, the Libertarians co- contacted me twice and invited me to their convention. Uh, I gave it a hard thought about doing it, but uh, ultimately it it came down to a personal decision on my part. I was up for the campaign. I'm up for the battle. I'm up to. Uh, I was up for shaming these people into forcing me into the debates with them. Mm-hmm. But what I wasn't up for was then you got to do it for four years. <laughs> you don't want the yeah. gig. <laughs> and no, seriously. And if you're not in 100%, you got to be 100% in. And plus, my wife was vehemently against it, and I've been married to her now for 41 years, so she care. I, I would say this. I choose my wife over any other, any political job I might attain. Well, that's certainly, as a married man, I know that that is smart. Uh, will you, uh, do you like Trump? Do you, are you vote, I, w- I would imagine you would vote for him over Hillary, but do you like him as a... Uh, as a potential president? Oh, no. I wouldn't vote for him, and I wouldn't vote for Hillary either. I do not vote for Democrats, or I like to refer to them as Democrips and Rebloodlicans. 
I don't I don't vote for them. I will proudly vote for Governor Gary Johnson, the libertarian candidate. I urge people out there to put pressure on. He belongs in the debates. You've got two candidates here that are their negatives are through the roof. Right. In other words, nobody likes one or the other. Shouldn't they? Shouldn't this country finally give a third choice? I I do think people like uh, Trump. I don't think that they like him as their like like out of the seventeen guys that started out on the Republican platform. I think America wants to see somebody who's not uh, well, a politician. I got news for you: all seventeen of them should have been disqualified immediately. Why? Why? They all admitted they want to be commander-in-chief of our military, and all of them admitted they would commit a war crime. Torture. Uh. They all said they'd torture. As a veteran, that is a war crime. How can you have a commander-in-chief who would admit committing a war crime before being elected? Well, what would you, what would you do? What is he, what would, uh, I know you don't want the gig, but what would the solution be? Well, the solution's not to go out and commit war crimes. But, but, you know, if you look, wait, if you look at us today, the United States today, go back and read history. Right now, what's happening in this country is identical to 1930s Germany. Identical. We've marginalized one group of people, the Mexicans. We blame everything on them. We want to put walls up to stop them and all this. They tell us we're out of control on the streets, just like in in Germany in the 30s. We need to build our military up even more. Think about this. Do you realize we spend more on defense than the other hundred nations, top nations combined? But that's why combined. But that's why we're so powerful. That's why other nations oh, come fear. Come on. We could cut our dis- defense spending 20%. Who's going to fight us? Yeah. Nobody. Give me a break. We can blow up the world a hundred times over. Why do we need to spend ridiculous... And I'll tell you what else needs to happen. All this trouble you're seeing on the streets now between the police and the citizens, you need to look for root causes of it. Now, one root cause naturally is racism. You can't deny it. But the point is that takes generations. You're not going to change that overnight. But what you could change and the war on drugs. And that's what Gary Johnson stands for. He also stands for getting us militarily out of the Middle East. We've spent $1.8 trillion over there, and it's worse today than it was at 9-11. What, worse. What is and, the... And, I, I don't expect you to have all the answers, but what I is... I got them. <laughs> <laughs> what is the... Uh, what, you know, what is the way to stop this uh, this terrorism between what happened in Orlando and what happened in France? Well, what you got it, the war on drugs has caused the militarization of our police forces. It's caused them to not listen to the Constitution Bill of Rights. They bash indoors on drug busts, shoot people, shoot first, ask questions later, and that's the type of mindset that has now invaded our police. It's like a plague. And uh, if they end the war on drugs, you and I got this, I got backed up by a 12-year Baltimore police officer on this. He agreed completely. He said the war on drugs is what's causing the militarization of our police here in America. And the point is, everywhere, Colorado's legalized pot. It's doing great. Yeah. Every, every state that's legalized marijuana has saw the use of heroin drop. 
Well, I think we're way behind on that. I mean, this should have been done years ago. We've, we've exactly, all... and the point is that's what's caused the militarization of the police. I was driving in Minnesota about a half a year ago, and I looked up ahead and I saw this vehicle. I couldn't figure out what it was. It was huge. It was black. It took up almost the whole lane. I pulled up next to it, and on the side stamp small was Minnesota State Highway Department. This was a vehicle that looked like it belonged right over in the green zone in Iraq or in Afghanistan, and it's driving the streets of Minnesota. If I, if I would have still been governor, I would have immediately got a hold of the head of the state troopers. I would have said, what is that? Get rid of it. But the, the argument there, and, and uh, if I can say, is in the situation where you had the snipers going after the police force they, they, they if you use a vehicle and reserve it for those sort of emergency situations i don't believe that's so bad to have on staff i mean having it patrol your streets on a on an average day I got something better. How about policing to where we don't have snipers shooting our police well, how do we you know it's crazy people are always going to find a way well yeah but they're driven there yeah you know the point of the matter is see this is a country that's in denial we don't admit to nothing. Is anybody today other than me hardly admitting the Iraq war was wrong? I, I, got, I couldn't even get a job on MSNBC. They wouldn't let me on the air because I opposed the Iraq war. They pulled Phil Donahue at the time because he opposed the Iraq war. Yeah. There's no freedom of speech in this country. It's controlled now. It's propaganda. It's ridiculous. And the point is, our police forces have been militarized. We have to demilitarize them. And the, the way you do that is end the war on drugs. Uh, as if I have to remind you, we're talking to the governor, Jesse Ventura. One of the uh, one of, a brave gentleman who has uh, not only served this country both in the military and in the government, but never at any point been afraid to voice his opinion, which I think is whether people agree with you or not, and several disagree with you, well, I agree with you, is as admirable. It takes very rare that you find a person that does not care what the consequence of giving his opinion is, and I think you're a rare breed. Well, I, I believe in the Constitution, I believe in the Bill of Rights, and they're being violated. We don't even have a Bill of Rights in this country anymore. Are you kidding? Mm. What? You know, the Fourth Amendment, uh, a reasonable search and seizure, that's gone. They've got us all under surveillance. You can't protest anymore. You go to jail. Yeah, you, you know. You, uh, oh, yeah, they want to take a... Talking about the Second Amendment guns. Well, I'll tell you this one. I'll, I'll consider giving up my guns when the United States government stops being the largest gun dealer in the world. Yeah, I am very, I am very much against the government uh, trying to take away our, take away well, our. Well, they sell them. Yeah. Take a look. We, we. What about all the weapons we sell throughout the world that kill innocent women and children everywhere? Yeah, we, we are the biggest gun dealer out there. How dare our government shake a finger at the people while they sell weapons every damn day? Well, a part of the problem is we've sold weapons to countries we've then had to go after, and we're sure. like, well, we supplied exactly. them with the weapons. Exactly. Uh, See, what people need to do is read Major General Smedley Butler's book, two-time Congressional Medal of Honor winner, War is a Racket. It's a complete racket. You're not fighting for what they tell you. It's a profit-motivated situation. Wars are done because people make money off them. Well, the simple fact that Dick Cheney's company has made so much money off of the Iraq War, the Gulf War, uh, that, that's... Oh, it goes beyond that. Yeah. 
Do you know who do you know who Halliburton was before they became Halliburton? No, what were they before Halliburton? Oh, they were Brown, Brown and Rook. They were a company out of Texas. They got the one billion dollar job to dredge Cameron Bay during Vietnam. Uh. They've been war profiteers for uh, who knows how long. All they do is change their name so that the public is misled as to what they really do. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Are you are you uh, here? Or are you in? And uh, you still yeah, living in, in Mexico? Oh, but are you still living in Mexico? Or are you back here? I now? live half the year in Mexico. Yeah, this guy. to be all the time. And what do they? Leaving. What do they say when uh, when Trump says he wants to build a wall and keep all the Mexicans out? I don't know because I didn't go down this last winter. I missed for the first time. But it's utterly ridiculous. If you're going to build the wall, I, I, here's my trade off. Okay. Okay. If we want our borders protected, then close our 178 military bases throughout the world. Bring our military home and have them protect our borders mm -hmm. like they ought to be doing. That... And, and instead of in a hundred, like I heard Putin talking the other day, Vladimir Putin. Yes. And they were grilling him, a BBC reporter on Russia's aggression, how aggressive Russia is. And Putin calmly said, well, let's apply common sense. Russia has two military bases outside of Russia. The United States has 178, I believe. Who's the aggressor? <laughs> well, that, that certainly... Uh, well, certainly apply common sense. Yeah. 178 or two. <laughs> this is Jesse Ventura. Jesse, uh, the governor has a book out that I can't uh, read the full uh, name of. It's, uh, <laughs> Imagine that, too. Let me interject. George Carlin, did the great legendary comedian, what was it, 50 years ago, he had the he did the bit, the seven words you can't say. Ruined it for all of us. Well, here it's 50 years later and we still can't say them. That You know, I bring that up every once in a while. I say that, um, you know, I'm glad that we're at a point in our country where marijuana is starting to become uh, legal. I'm yeah. glad that gay marriage is being recognized. And that a grown 44-year-old man, I can still lose my job for saying the S word, probably the most common of all, I wouldn't even consider it a curse word, but of curse words, and I can't, I could get fired today for saying it. Yeah, the best way to describe my book substitutes say crap politicians say. Right. Oh, I love the fact that you use the S word. Crap politicians say the funniest, dumbest, most outrageous things ever uttered by our leaders, and I'm sure that there is no shortage of uh, material for you. Well, what was interesting about the book, and I'll explain this, we go all the way back to the founding fathers. Yeah. And it's amazing the hatred they had for each other. I couldn't believe it when I read this. John Adams, the things he said about George Washington and Adams and Tom Jefferson. But here's the key. As much as they didn't get along and disliked each other, they still had one goal. The Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and creating this country. They didn't let that stand in the way. I wish we could say that today. About well, about our people today, but they, you know, they weren't singing "Kumbaya" by the fire together back then. <laughs> so we go all the way back to them. We come forward, and I told Tony Lyons, my publisher, when we came up with this idea a little over a year ago, I said, uh, "Look, if I'm going to do this book, then the last chapter has to be me." 
And so the last chapter's all the things that I've said. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great, because I was going to ask you that. Uh, let me let me jump around real quick and ask you, uh, because we, you brought up the, the forefathers, and, you know, they, they came over here, and, yes, they disagreed on a lot of things because they were they were framing the whole Constitution, and, uh, you know, they were escaping something that they all had in common. But what do you think about the uh, Ted Cruz the other night refusing to endorse Trump, something that they all said that they would do that they would unify well, that party first of all these conventions are a joke yes uh, no that. they're nothing but programmed propaganda is the best way to put it because the local the local reporters here who i know in minneapolis the political ones they didn't even go because they weren't even allowed in oh they so didn't let us go this convention is just the people they want in there it's nothing but a big show for them it's absurd and so i did i haven't watched one second of it nor will i watch it they're not going to convince me to vote for a Democrat or Republican. I refuse. They've caused the problem. They've been in charge 150 years. Look at what they've done to us economically. A child born today starts his life, what is it, $50,000 in debt? Yeah. And, and who's responsible? They are. If they ran their personal finances, the Dems and Repubs, the way they've run our country, they'd be bag people, homeless, living on the street. By the way, I just realized who's ruining this country. Mrs. Ventura. If she Had she let Jesse run, we might be in a different yeah, situation. Sure. No, she didn't. No, she just was against it. She didn't say I couldn't. She always leaves the ultimate choice to me. The, the choice is not her. I made the ultimate choice not to do it because I could not go in 100% on doing the job. Yeah, well, and you know... I mean, why should I have to come try to fix the mess these son of a... I'd like to use other words. You could say bitches on this show. But, well, whatever. <laughs> uh, why, should, why should somebody have to come in and try to fix the mess they've created in this country? And like I said, read your history. Right now, the United States is behaving identical to 1930s Germany. Well, I, I, I'm actually going to follow up on that because uh, I believe that history repeats itself, and it's very, uh, it's very possible. This is you just... know what's bad about the history repeating itself? What? Shoot, I'm, I'm 65 now. That was the other reason I didn't run. I didn't want to have to do that till age 70. I'd rather be surfing in Mexico. I'd rather be playing golf in Mexico. At this point, my, if it was 10 years ago, I would have ran. And nobody, and they love you in Mexico. Nobody bothers you. None of these, all these horrors. Are you kidding me? I don't know. I drive it. I don't even fly. You drive. I live, I live 900 miles down the Baja. I live an hour from pavement and an hour from electricity. My house is completely solar. I live off the sun, and I have the most wonderful people that down there with me. It's absurd how we marginalize the Mexicans. They're great people. They're a great culture, and uh, for us to blame them for all the bad things in our country is utterly stupid. In fact, the drug cartels would be out of business if we'd legalize. Yeah, that's that's the truth. Uh, we're talking to Jesse Ventura. Uh, I, I don't want to ask you about, I, did, I don't want to take anything away from the book. The book's called uh, Crap Politicians Say, the Funniest, Dumbest, Most Outrageous Things Ever Uttered by Our Leaders. I think you get the point, and it's a, a gathering of information by Jesse Ventura, which is, I, I'm sure, hilarious to read and also self-deprecating at the end because he includes, give me one of the things you said 
Uh, that well, made the you know, I got in a lot of trouble when I did the infamous Playboy interview, and I was naive because I did an interview expecting Playboy readers to read it, which wouldn't have been bad. But what mainstream media did, they took quotes out of context and put them on the front page of the paper. Uh. That would be like taking the pictures in Playboy and putting them on the front page <laughs> of the paper. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, but you... that's our mainstream media. Anyway, uh, the one I laugh at, see, I still stand by my quotes, you know, because mine are truthful. And the one I get a kick out of is my quote on fat people. <laughs> I said, every fat person you run into always tells you they got they got gland trouble. <laughs> well, the only gland trouble they have is it's saliva gland trouble. <laughs> you know, the fact is, see, because obesity is a huge problem, but it can be controlled. Yeah. All you have to do is have a little willpower, watch what you eat, and exercise, and you will not be obese. It's simple. Yeah, and yet him. you look at American people today, they're disgusting to look at at times. They're so obese and out of shape. Uh, and and uh, do you find people end up uh, angry at you because of that? Well, the truth hurts, doesn't it, sometimes? <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, it's, you know, I also, my infamous quote, organized religion is a crutch for weak-minded people. I'll, I'll agree with that, yeah. sir. Uh, what, do you, what do you think about this uh, lawsuit that was brought against uh, Vince McMahon and the WWE about, uh, the, do you know about this, but for the concussion? No, I know nothing about it. What, there, was, what happened? A class action suit filed by uh, several uh, former wrestlers from the uh, surviving Road Warriors to... Jimmy uh, Superfly Snuka. Snuka Ron Bass, uh, like uh, different decades of wrestlers all bring a class action suit against the WWE, similar to what they've done in, uh, in hockey and the NFL. Really? So, in other words, nobody made them do what they did in the ring? Well, that, that's, that was, that's what I said. I said, I don't... You know, know, wait a minute. Let's remember something. I don't think it goes anywhere, what you've just told me, because wrestling is entertainment, and anything that happens to them in the ring, they do it to themselves. It's not like football, where things happen that you're not aware of. In wrestling, it's all choreographed. Where are they going to go with that? Well, that's if, that, that if was they my. They got hit in the head with a chair. It's because they allowed it. They wanted to do it. Thank you. That's exactly what. But what the argument was, and I, I exactly what I said was. Their argument is because it's choreographed, they were encouraged to continue working. Uh, you know, they, they don't have insurance, so they're forced to see the WWE doctors. And when they do, the doctors are giving them clearance to go back and do things that uh, they may have not been medically cleared to do. Well, I, I, you, know, you know, let's back it up a minute. It all comes back to when Hulk Hogan ratted out Jesse Ventura when Jesse Ventura tried to form a union at the point of WrestleMania two. Right. And it was Hogan that that uh, went to McMahon and ratted me. He was he was the the, 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 the uh, as we call in wrestling the office stooge. Mm -hmm. And if we if if they'd have listened to me back then, later I it was later that month I I became a member of the Screen Actors Guild, got my union, got all my benefits. So when I came back to Vince after doing Predator, I didn't care anymore. I thought if these guys are too stupid that they won't stand up and get and unionize, we had the opportunity opportunity to do it back then. Uh, Hogan ratted me. I almost got fired for it. And uh, it's a long story, but this all goes back to the same thing. Wrestling came out of the carnivals and it's still there. Oh, because yeah. there's no protection, there's no union, there's no nothing. Has he, has he always been a, a stooge? I mean, I, I'm starting to believe now with more and more that I read about this, uh, this sex tape that this whole thing was orchestrated from the beginning. 
I have no idea. Don't I? I won't even venture there. I don't know nothing about that or whatever. All I know is he did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we all know. But uh, but uh, no, the whole but the whole thing of wrestling now. Them coming in now, claiming they were abused. Right. Well, where were they when I was trying to unionize back in the mid eighties? And and the thing is, is that uh, you you make the decision to do what they tell you to do. It's like you said, you if they wanted to opt out, they could have opt out. Whereas opposed Absolutely to football, they yeah. could have. Nobody nobody makes you do anything in wrestling that you're not capable of doing. You do it because you make the choice to do it. I, I love the business, and I know a lot of the guys live in this area, but I, I have to go uh, against this one. Uh, listen, the book is called Crap Politicians Say, The Funniest, Dumbest, Most Outrageous Things Ever Uttered by Our Leaders. It's written by this gentleman, Governor Jesse Ventura. It is always a pleasure to have you on the show. And again, yeah. I, I... Let me add this, Mike. Yes. I sound pretty coherent, and I sound like I haven't suffered many ill effects from my 15 years in the ring. Right. Because I took care of myself, and I didn't do things that would allow those injuries to happen to me. You never took a, a chair shot? Sure I did, but I made sure who was doing it, and I did it the correct way. I, I don't believe I was ever concussed because yeah. of one. What is a, what is the procedure? You, get, you, you leave the ring, and you're a little dizzy. There's somebody on staff that takes a look at you? I don't know. I never left the ring that way. <laughs> the only thing I ever had trouble with is something completely different. In the mid-'80s, I ended up with a blood clot problem, much the same as Miami's Chris Bosh. Ah, so, that, know, yeah. the basketball player. Sure. Yeah, I had that problem. In fact, it happened to me the night before I was due to wrestle Hogan for the world title in L.A. back in 85 or 86, whatever it was. Right. Well, and so, uh, but that that was, you know, that really, that had more to do with flying. You know, wrestling was part of that, too, because they've discovered certain people are susceptible to clots if they fly a lot. And at mm -hmm. that point, I was flying 28 days a month. Oh, yeah, and that's... So uh, maybe I could come back and sue the WWE for that. There's probably, so there's sure. probably a case somewhere for you. You uh, know? Uh, listen, it is a pleasure to have you on the show. I wish you the best of luck with the book. And, uh, Thank you. I Remember this, too. I'm the only one that sued Vince and won. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I, 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 will you do any more? I, I want to hear you talk. Uh, about the uh, the election, I wish that I that there was an outlet where I can go to hear your opinion on things as things progressed. Uh, well, uh, I don't know if I'll get on in time, but I'm blackballed in this country's media and all that, so it's difficult. But guess who's come to my rescue? All I'll say is this: Jesse will be back on. Jesse will be heard by 800 million people across the world. Guess who's came to my rescue to allow me to practice free speech? Who is, who is that? The Russians. Oh, no. RT uh -oh. America, baby. <laughs> well, Russian look, television. I, I, I look forward. I love to hear you talk. I don't even have to agree with everything you say, but I love to, uh, I love to get educated. Yeah, but so. the problem is you do agree with most of what I say. So most of the time I do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Governor, have a great day. Thank you for joining us. You too. Thanks for having me, and hi to everybody down there in Florida. There you go. The great Jesse Ventura. Bye-bye. Hey, I love that dude. Yeah, he's great. He's a talker. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, uh, he's just so interesting. And you don't have to agree with what he says. But uh, I love a guy who uh, has strong convictions and has very little care for what people think about him. Uh, I'm surprised he didn't hook up with uh, who is the uh, super rich Mexican guy that uh, Larry that's King... That's what I thought he was going to say. Yeah, that's what I was expecting. And then when he said 800 million people, I was like, I don't know. What, Russian television? Uh. But, look, the, the thing is, is that this day and age, 
you don't uh, you don't need a TV network. You have a uh, video camera and a YouTube, and there you go. And that's really all you need. And and that's there's people who make their living doing that now. Certainly, somebody with his sort of following can do that. Um, I enjoy him like I enjoy Rush Limbaugh. I, I enjoy the pageantry of the show, and it yeah. doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to agree with them. But he's right. A lot of times, I do. And I'm going to read uh, about the uh, the similarities. I'm sure he's he's pointing out some uh, recent comparison between the 1930s Germany oh, and Oh, I see memes all the time of uh, of Hillary and Hitler next to each other well, and what I they're guess. saying and all this <laughs> stuff. Well, there you go. Jesse Ventura.